emotions does this scene bring to mind? For most of us, this is alarming. For myself personally, it increases my heartbeat, it increases my adrenaline, and immediately begins to draw into question what I possibly could have done wrong, even though I was probably certain I haven't done anything wrong. For most of us, at this point in time in our lives, we realize that the police have come into our lives because something bad has happened, someone is injured, or we are about to be scolded for something that we may have done, even though it may be in our best interest. Policing is currently at a critical juncture. The public is either unabashedly for us or quite critical and vocal at the changes that need to be made into the profession. Contemporary media does not simplify this complexity, often portraying the police in quick sound bites, video clips without little context, or even being parred down to hashtags. However, I have dedicated most of my adult life to this profession in various roles. I was an intern, I've worked in dispatch, I was a patrol officer on midnights, I've created and developed training, and now I'm balancing that with higher education. Today I would like to share with you my photography from my days on patrol. Working midnights, I had the unusual opportunity to see our community in an often unseen light. Oftentimes, no light at all. So during the daylight hours, I would travel back to those locations and use the lens of my camera to try to capture their beauty. And I was able to see the community in a way that most others were unable. This is unusual for me because I've never shared these photos publicly before, so I feel a little bit exposed on the other side of the lens. So I appreciate sharing this with you. I continue to strive to improve my profession on a daily basis because I believe that those who continue to participate or call themselves the police do believe in service, integrity, honor, and integrity as outlined by the law enforcement officer oath that most sworn officers take on when they go on to duty. While most officers are human beings who make mistakes, as all of us do, I do believe that most continue to strive to offer these ideals. And when these ideals converge, it is a righteousness that allows good to triumph over those who would do harm. So today I'm going to share my vision with you of why this is a noble profession, why I encourage my students to go into this profession, and how I see my role in higher education as a learning opportunity to encourage those to act nobly and carry the profession forward. In 1829, Sir Robert Peel defined policing as the police are the public and the public are us. This philosophy has truly been the foundation as we've moved into the modern era. And what this succinctly means is that the role of the police is to prevent crime and disorder through formulating and captivating a relationship with the public that maintaining that relationship by fostering voluntary observance of the laws. But ultimately, we as the police come from the public. We are members of the public. And by taking on that responsibility of courtesy, friendly good humor, and offering individual sacrifice to prevent crime and disorder. I do want to highlight an important distinction between the terms law enforcement and policing. According to Peel's vision, 
law enforcement is one element of the larger profession of policing, which still the majority of calls for service are just that, public service. When considering service, I recall many evenings trekking back down these tracks to a series of overpasses through town. Um, during the daylight hours, this was a beautiful nature hike. The twinkling glass, um, there was a, the beautiful lines, strong lines of commerce, um, and really close proximity to the nearby road, but which you would never actually see um, this level of nature. And while it was a beautiful nature hike, these tracks often also offered passage to transients moving through town. The overpass would provide shelter in the cool of night. It would provide protection against the elements. And it would serve as a landmark on where to meet other travelers. And most of those travelers were regulars. They were people that we communicated with and we saw regularly. Our visits were necessitated because most of these visitors required some degree of mental health treatment or regular medication. However, as one gentleman often explained to me, I would rather live here, out in the elements, than ever under the obtrusive rules of a halfway house, also referring to rehabilitation centers or fleeing the household of an abusive relative. And there were disturbances. There were acts of violence. There was blatant drug use. There was sexual activity. But in all honesty, most of these individuals simply needed medical attention. They needed mental health um, assistance, or they needed rehab. But with the drop in funds since the late 1970s and access to any of these opportunities, oftentimes police officers were the first responders and the only assistance that many of these individuals received. So therefore, our role as the patrol officer was multifaceted. We were a counselor, we were a therapist, we were a psychologist, we were an emergency care provider. Many times we were the mental health whisperer. So most importantly of all those roles, it was treating individuals with dignity and respect, treating them with the dignity and respect that they would receive if they were in a hospital setting and not underneath a train overpass. I thought this was an intriguing photo because it highlights the direct opposition to a commonly held impression of, the law, of police as the aggressors or as enforcers, when in reality, a majority of our calls were simply responding to the community's requests for help. Taking on the responsibility of doing the right thing, even when no one is watching, and then in today's era with cell phones, also acting in a manner in which you know everyone is watching. Putting on a uniform, putting on a nameplate and a badge carries a lot of symbolism with it. That badge represents the community who has paid for your training. It represents the level of policing that they are requesting and which they will tolerate. It also directs the mandates or the concerns or the problems that they wish to see addressed. Your nameplate. Your nameplate represents all that have come before you that have dedicated themselves to your training and dedicated themselves to your personal growth and development before you even put on that uniform. It is our duty as the police to act as the living embodiment of the US Constitution as it has previously been and currently interpreted by the municipal jurisdiction in which we are employed. Our duty is to safeguard lives, property, protect the individual against deception, the weak against intimidation, and protect the peaceful against disorder. 
the police are willing to travel into the dark corners that many of us would prefer don't exist and that the community can sleep well at night knowing that someone is being the someone to do something about that problem. There are many iconic images of the police running into gun battle. There's a very long-standing tradition of the police as sheepdogs, uh, those who are willing to protect the flock, that when others would run away from danger, the police act as the sheepdog running towards danger. However, my memories of being fearful are not exactly as dramatic. The cemetery in the center of town was really a centerpiece. Um, it was beautiful. It was, had a tremendous amount of historic tradition. It housed many veterans. It housed grave sites from the turn of the century. It also provided a lot of dark nooks and crannies for those who wanted to get away from the busy downtown of a college town. It provided a lovely location to enjoy some of nature's finest herbs. And for those who were inclined, it provided a soft, flat location for, let's just say, amorous activity. So needless to say, there was always a lot of activity in the cemetery. And I will be honest with you, at 3 AM, when there is no movement and the lights are low, it's creepy to go into the cemetery. I don't care the burliest of patrol officer. When you're anticipating potential movement in the corner of your eye, it's a little easy to get creeped out. And it would be easy. It would be very easy to simply sweep our spotlight and not even go into the cemetery at all. It would be very easy to throw on the red and blue of the light bar just to alert anyone who is in there not doing good behavior that we're nearby and that we may be coming in without actually having to enter the cemetery. It would also be fairly easy to downplay the significance of having anyone in the cemetery. It would be very easy to say, it's just a little weed. Let the kids have their quiet spot. I don't want to see anyone naked tonight. <laughs> of course, until the damage is done. And part of integrity demands respecting the US Constitution, the constitutional rights that we are all afforded, liberty, equality, justice, protection of our legacy, even when it requires courage, sacrifice, or the very simple act of simply being a little creeped out. Honor. Honesty in your professional and your personal life, even when that example is scorned or ridiculed, accepting that role, most police swear that they will not allow their personal feelings, their prejudices, their animosities, or their friendships to influence their decision and the enforcement of the laws. There is also a willingness to understand that this is often a thankless task, and the public quite often will misunderstand or misinterpret the rationale behind the enforcement of laws or the justification of why we do the job we do. This was a gorgeous expanse of land. This was one of my favorite places to patrol. It was a very large farm, and to me, it embodied the American dream. A farmer who had a place that he could have his name, he could raise his children in his home, and leave a legacy. The pole barn you see depicted here was actually abandoned. It was quite neglected, and the homeowner didn't really take good care of it, which made it a perfect location for late night bonfires, and a hangout for anyone who could not get into the downtown bar scene. 
And believe it or not, the owner didn't really mind much. He did not care as long as the kids cleaned up, they didn't get into fights, and for the most part, it kept squatters away. So he did not mind that this is where the kids would spend their Friday and Saturday evenings. For the kids, however, our involvement was a bit of a different story. Now, I understand underage drinking is illegal. However, as a police officer, we are allowed some amount of discretion or using our best judgment in enforcing the laws. And for the most part, as long as the kids weren't getting too rowdy, the debauchery stayed to that of simply drinking beer and a few slugs of whiskey. We didn't see fights, we didn't see destruction. There really wasn't too much problem until they decided to drive home. And that would be when we would intervene. And oftentimes we would wait for rides or provide rides. However, the young people very quickly would be vocal about their dislike or our intrusion upon their Friday night activities. Now most of the kids were very respectful. However, those who were vocal, we heard very common phraseology. Do you know who my dad is? No, no I don't. Um, not only that, I imagine you did the same exact thing when you were a kid. I'll plead the fifth on that one. However, we didn't confiscate their beer for evidence and our, truly our concern was to let them get home safely, let them have their fun, their rite of passage, and get them home. That was always our utmost concern. But I will tell you, it takes a tremendous amount of personal restraint when you are the individual trying to do your job, trying to keep someone safe, and a young person in front of you full of alcohol and testosterone and wanting to have a good time sees you as the only thing getting between them and having a nice time with their special date for the evening. So for me, honor is doing the job and doing it well, no matter how anyone else you are working with is doing the job or how that job is currently being perceived, interpreted, or if it's being appreciated at all. The true reason that most of us go into policing is to make our little piece of the world a better place to live a place to be proud of, a place that we can feel safe. Most importantly, if Peel's words ring true, if we are the public and the public are us, then we are all members of the police. The police rely on us as the public for voluntary observance. They rely on our communication to their interpretation of our interpretation of problems. Um, it requires communication um, to what levels of enforcement that we wish to collaborate and which we will permit. Here at, Moraine, here at Moraine Valley, we are the embodiment of the community. Um, we work with future officers. We provide a learning mechanism, a training mechanism for contemporary officers who are working on improving their skill set. And we also work with the public who at some point in time in their lives will come into contact with the police. We provide a learning environment to build communication skills on both sides for the police officer to communicate to the public the purpose of the job, but also for the public to have that solid communication skills in those moments of anticipation and anxiety. In my role, I prepare future officers who safeguard the world in which my children will grow and flourish. I want my son, the future police officer, or as he seems to think currently, firefighting, um, but also my daughter, who I realize will probably be highly disappointed, her photo is not included, so Ryan, I love you, 
to grow in a world in which the police are still the good guys because it is our best young men and women who are continuing to go on to this profession. That our young men and women are going to be the creative leaders who have the thinking ability to develop critical skills for complex social problems. This is the quote that is etched in the Law Enforcement Memorial in Washington, D.C., commemorating officers lost in the line of duty. And to me, this quote, this memorial, represents the convergence of service, integrity, honor, and community. That righteousness to hold a thin line, often referred to as the thin blue line, against those who are willing to do harm. And in my training, often due to my size, my strength, my communication skills have always been my strength. It's been my personality to encourage the situation not to escalate. However, it makes me sad in my heart, but it, we all know it to be true. There are those who do not hold those same values. There are those who will harm others, and they will do so until they are forcibly stopped. And when you have looked in the face of someone who is willing to do harm, and you are looking in the face of someone whose service and integrity and honor and community mean nothing because they are unwilling or unable to know so, when you've looked into that face and you said, I will stop you from doing harm, and I will hold that line, and I will prevent you from doing harm. In my personal experience, I knew I was outsized. I also knew there was a tremendous strength differential, and I can tell you I was very, very scared. But I knew I was going to hold on. I was going to fight, because at that moment, I was the only one there that was holding that line between harm and those who were in need of protection. But I also knew in my heart that my strength, despite my disadvantage and the physicality of the situation, was that I had that righteousness. That righteousness that held my badge pinned to my uniform. That righteousness that had been formed by the name on my nameplate from all of those who had come before me. But I also knew in the depth of my fear from all of my training that those who had also sworn to uphold those values, to hold that line, I knew that they would be there. And I just had to hold on. And I did. And I fought. And I fought hard. And I was outmatched. And I dug deep. And I found strength to hold that line. I grew weary. My muscles got very tired. I was taken to the ground. My body just screamed in reaction. And my heart ached. And then all of a sudden, there they were. Those who had taken that oath, they had sworn to protect. They had sworn to answer that call to service. They had sworn they would always hold that line. I share my story with you today to hopefully redefine the image of police as merely enforcers. Well, Enforcement is certainly one aspect of the job and society's need for law and order. I hope that I was able to redefine for you that it truly is our service, our integrity, our honor, and our sense of community that define to me personally 
what it means to be the police. So thank you very much.